News. Talk. Passion. The Rick Peterson Show. Hear Rick live. Weekdays, noon to 1 on CJAD 800. He was shot and injured election night last year, you may recall, and feels that uh, he's being brushed off by the PQ, even though they will be passing the hat in an event tonight to try and help him out financially. And that conversation coming up after the 1230 News. Want to begin with the free-for-all, as usual, Ryan Doyle, Sun News Network contributor and uh, News Talk 1010 Toronto host, joins me today, though, as usual on a Thursday. Ryan, hello. Hello, sir. And Dan Delmar, managing partner, provocateur communications, and host of Delmar and Devetti Sunday afternoons at 1 here on CJAD, joins me on the phone. And are you there, Dan? Hello, guys. All right, I'm going to move all over the place on our free-for-all today, beginning with three months in jail for defacing a, a census form. Uh, this man crumpled up his 2011 census form, burned holes in it, wrote uh, comments in at least four different colors, and uh, the activist Bert Easterbrook, who, by the way, earned a police uh, commendation for curbing violence during the Stanley Cup riot of 2011, has been charged under the Stats Act for failing to turn in a valid uh, census. It is an offense to furnish false, unlawful, or incomplete information contrary to Section 31B of Stats uh, Canada Act, which carries a maximum of $500 in fine or worst-case scenario, three months in jail no matter what mm. color of pen you use. Uh, does that sound right to you? Uh, let's start with our guest down the road then, Ryan Doyle. Uh, I'm a census junkie, so yeah, it does sound right to me. There are rules in place when it comes to the census. If you're willing to uh, protest, then you have to be willing to take the punishment that goes along with it. In this case, it's three months in jail, so uh, enjoy your time, sir, uh, for defacing the census. I think people in this country are ultra-paranoid. They don't understand how important it is uh, to fill out a census, to give our government uh, ideas on how to shape our, our future to give us the services that we need to make sure communities are properly served. So, yeah, enjoy it. I uh, hope you spend some time thinking about what you did. Dan Delmar. Uh, I think jail is pretty excessive, but I think fines are appropriate, and uh, perhaps even larger fines, 500 uh, for repeat offenders, seems to be uh, a little bit low. I, I really don't understand these anti-census people. It's like they can't get it through their thick skulls, but they don't associate the data collected with the individual's uh, who are providing the data. It, it's not really that complicated. They're not taking your personal information and selling it to corporations. They're collecting data from essentially anonymous people. They're, they're not tying the data to your name, so it's not going to get back to you. So just please uh, relax, fill out your census forms, and realize that it's going to improve uh, a number of things and could eventually lower your taxes, for example. There's a whole bunch of things. Yeah, it, yeah, both of you, though, are just completely blind to the conspiracy fact that an $81 million machine called the Optic Recognition Software yeah, yeah, processes yeah. these things, and apparently that's where all this began. It's paranoia. I can hear the tinfoil hats rattling as we speak. I mean, come on. Yeah, it is paranoia. This guy thinks that his data is going to be mined and sold to other companies and other countries. It's just nonsense. I mean, this is where we have hospitals put into neighborhoods that need them, uh, schools put into neighborhoods where we need them. As Dan said, you know, it's a great point. Your, your taxes could be lower if the planning goes into place at the right times. We need this information. It's the only way to do it. Suck it up, fill it out, and send it in. It's amazing that in, in this great nation of ours, uh, 16 charges, that's all, laid against people who refuse to answer questions. Uh, he being one of them, no matter how colorful it was with all the markers and stuff. Uh, then there's this in the news this week. All right, okay, oh, we, we didn't want to get the old one in there, but that's all right, we did. And it's out there anyway. St. Mary's University, Frosh Week Stupidity, Just Fun? 
Uh, just days after senior school administrators and police met with student union officials, the orientation organizers, uh, stressing the importance of discouraging sex- sexism and sexual assault during Frost Week, uh, we have the chants that you just heard. Uh, boys, we like them young. Why is for your sister... Uh, oh, I wanted to leave out, but it was out there. U is for underage. No is for no consent. G is for grab that ass, and on it went. There's been an apology. Is this all just fun, or does the hammer need to come down with a little more firmness, uh, Ryan? Well, I think it is. You know, I don't think it's fun. I think it's just a bunch of young morons that decided that this was a good idea, especially when you think about the, the wake of the Retea Parsons scenario that, that played out. Which uh, they're on, in the heart of. They're there, in the heart of, yeah, in the East Coast. But, I mean, that said, I'm willing to give them a pass as young people, you know, they may have had a few drinks, who knows, it's frosh week, young people do stupid things, that's the time where you do stupid things I'm not uh, suggesting that they get any more or have to do any more uh, than offer an apology, I think we can leave this behind us and hopefully they've learnt their lesson Hmm. Uh, Dan I I think, uh, well I think the leaders of this I mean the the leader of the student union called these people great leaders, even after the fact uh, that they started this chant, which I think is absurd uh, I think they need to be removed from whatever leadership position they're in, and I think uh, you have to sort of sit down with kids, especially during Frost Week, and explain to them that what they're advocating and what they're joking about is rape, and that's not funny. It's not cool, and it's not like it's not wild. It's not it's not really excusable because alcohol was involved. Uh, I've been through you know uh, my university drinking phase. At no point did I think that uh, that you know joking about. Um, you know, raping underage girls was ever funny or humorous or okay. It's not, and they need to learn that. Do you think that's what they mean, though? Do you think there's an actual intent there through their words? I mean, I understand that they're they're singing about it and they're saying it, but is that their actual intent to promote well, but, that type of thing? But Ryan and, and Dan, I'll let you answer that in just a sec. But it just it occurs to me that at university and a, and a learning. A facility where you need to learn life lessons, understand consequences, that this is the perfect place to put a hammer down a lot more firm than just hopefully they've learned their lesson. Let's make sure they learned their lesson, make an example out of some of these things, because this thinking's been going on a long time and it's not going away. Okay, but when, yeah, when one in four uh, women are sexually assaulted, uh, and when you see these kinds of cases multiply uh, during Frost Week, when everyone is is hammered out of their mind, yeah, no, it does become a serious issue because I don't think a lot of these kids know how serious an issue it is, and I think uh, a certain portion of that of those people in the crowd uh, don't see a problem with All it. Right, and that, 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 you know, that, that needs to be drilled into their heads. That's mm-hmm. unacceptable. Then what are the two of you suggesting we do? Do we suspend them? Do we expel them? Do we kick them out of school for good for this? No, so suspension seems to be, uh, you don't have to completely derail their lives, but they need to get the message that this kind of behavior is unacceptable. Well, and I, I think, appropriate. right, and I think Dan's right that if leadership was spoken to, uh, before this event happened and then leadership was there when it happened, leadership needs to change. Somebody needs to uh, to carry this a little more than just, okay, the apology's accepted and we move on, because I don't think the lesson's been learned. Okay, well, I mean, if there's a firm talking to and perhaps a change in leadership, I- I'm fine with that as well. But I think taking out penalties that are going to affect, affect these uh, students' academic careers might be going too far. I think uh, that, I if know, it there's happens there's... again, I think sure, I, I wouldn't sure. hesitate for a moment on that. If it does, then I would be with you on that. There's a tendency not to take, uh, you know, these kinds of, uh, of bro things very seriously. There were girls uh, there it, too, Dan. Yeah, and, that, and that's, no, that's that, a big question as well. They're participating in it as well, but if you were to switch it around and, and have that chance, you know, uh, being sort of advocating violence against black people or Jews or Muslims, I think people would be a lot more outraged. And, and, and I think that uh, we should be just as outraged uh, with this.
Well, let's let's go to our values uh, when we pick up part two then in this province um, in our free-for-all discussion. If Quebec really wants to be secular, the union representing 32,000 teachers says stop funding private religious schools. Are they right? Uh, would the Charter of Quebec values be more acceptable if it were only about the kneecap or face coverings? Uh, we'll talk about that. And should the NHL sanction a player for trophy hunting when we get... Coming up after the 12 o'clock news, Dave Courage um, was shot and injured September 4th election night, allegedly uh, by the house coat clad Richard Bain, uh, whose uh, intended victim, uh, we think, was, of course, was Pauline Marois, uh, struck by the same bullet that killed his co-worker, and he feels he's been brushed off by the PQ. He's not doing well. Uh, he needs some financial aid, and he's going to uh, he's going to have a conversation with me right after the 1230 news, and we'll get caught up with him. Uh, we continue our free-for-all discussion, though. And that, of course, with uh, Ryan Doyle, Sun News Network contributor, News Talk 1010 Toronto host, and Dan Delmar, managing uh, partner, Provocateur Communications, and works here at CJAD. And uh, if Quebec really wants to be secular, the union representing 32,000 teachers in the province says stop funding private religious schools. Are they right? A third of Quebec teachers think the PQ should defund religious schools if they want to be truly secular and get that cross out of the National Assembly, amongst other things. Are they right, Dan? Absolutely, they're right. What an excellent point that they're making this week. Uh, that is, that's a biggie. Uh, that's something I've objected to for a long time right now, whether it's Jewish schools, Muslim schools, uh, Christian schools. There's really no reason why the state, uh, should be subsidizing your child's, um, I guess, uh, the, the, the extra religious education that your child receives. Uh, that should be paid for by you. If you want to teach your kids religion, I have no problem with that whatsoever, but do it on your dime, not on our dime. Uh, they, and they are 100% right. That, that, that to me, is, is a much more important issue. If you really want to create a population that embraces secularism and secular values, it starts with education, and, uh, and that's, that's really where you're supposed to start. And you don't start by picking uh, religious symbols off of people's bodies and off their faces and off their, their necks. Uh, you start by teaching them, and that's that's exactly what should, which the, the right way to approach it. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, you know, as a Catholic and somebody who supported the funding of, of religious education in the province of Ontario for years, I read this and I thought to myself, oh boy. Uh, I mean, this is the one point where they really, you, you can't have it all. You can't right. say that you want to get religion out of the system and that you want it out of, uh, you know, everybody's eyes and ears and that kind of thing, and then at the same time, uh, you know, sort of suck and blow and say, well, we're going to fund religious education. You can't do it all, and you've now wedged yourself. I think this is a fantastic point they raise. I, I don't have a defense for it. Uh, you sit there and you've got yourself in a really awkward situation where you either go full bore and say, yeah, okay, well, we're going to do that too, or you're going to have to back down on a lot of the other points you've made uh, through the Charter of Values. And, and while I agree that the state, uh, you know, um, making the state and its institution secular, not necessarily the individuals, is the right way to go, uh, I'll, I'll up the ante a little bit. Barbara Kay was in here yesterday, and she talked about this uh, with, uh, with your colleague uh, John Moore mm -hmm. in our discussion on free-for-all yesterday, bringing up the question, would the Charter of Quebec values be more acceptable if it were only about the kneecap or face coverings? In her opinion... Uh, she says two years ago, to her regret, Bill 94, a bill proposed by the Liberals, would have banned face covering and, uh, and you know, uh, getting into the public service at that point, but it died in gestation. Uh, the government uh, then and now made it clear that while diversity and inclusiveness are fine ideals, there are limits to what any society based on democratic principles can tolerate. Uh, there are red lines that cannot be crossed in the name of diversity. Face cover is one of them. So I think all the talk of other accessories is just camouflage 
camouflage to the real target. I'm not as sure as she is about that. Uh, but uh, what do you think? Would that make it a little more? Would it make it better? Ryan. Yeah, I do. Th- I do, in a way, think that she she raises a good point, and I would support the idea uh, of having a, a government say you can't cover your face. Uh, when we talk about burkas or the niqab, uh, I think to me those those clo- pieces of clothing or garments uh, symbolize oppression towards women. And I know a lot of women will say, "Well, I wear it by choice." Well, there are a lot who don't, and we have to face facts that there are a lot who are wearing that by force as part of their religion uh, because they are viewed as as sort of secondary in a way. Uh, so I think that if it just included that if it just spoke uh, to those specifics then we would be much better off and the discussion would be a lot different what do you think dan i completely agree with barbara on this one uh for one i i'm i'm totally opposed to the charter because i don't believe that people should be government should be going around you know taking religious items off of people's bodies however uh that that sort of uh that that personal liberty aspect to my argument sort of dissolves when we talk about masks and face coverings and when you have, when you live in a country with democratic principles, transparency is a very, very big one. Uh, having the right to face your accuser is another big one. And the kneecap and the burqa make very ordinary, everyday interactions and transactions problematic. Uh, also, by the way, the burqa and the kneecap is not a religious symbol, despite popular belief. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural symbol. It's a cultural interpretation, read wrong interpretation of Islam, rejected by the vast majority of, it, of, of Muslims around the world, and as such, should not be protected uh, under religious freedoms. All right, let's move on to the NHL sanctioning. Should they sanction a, a trophy hunting player? Uh, this is a uh, this is a National Hockey League player embroiled in controversy over the shooting of a grizzly bear in an area of BC coast that Aboriginals have declared off limits. But uh, he had Clayton Stoner, a defenseman with the Minnesota Wild, likes to hunt. He's hunt all his life. He does it legally uh, with legal weapons with a permit. Uh, but it's trophy hunting. And uh, he basically posed with a photograph of himself with the head of a grizzly bear, the paw of a grizzly bear, and they left the remains behind. That's what trophy hunting is. It's despicable, but it's legal. Uh, should he be sanctioned in any way, Ryan? No, not a chance. I mean, he says he's got the he got the permit in a legal fashion through some sort of lottery. He got it fair and square. He had the right to go and do it. You can't. I mean, people get so sensitive when it comes to animals, and I get that it's you know it tugs on the heartstrings and that kind of thing. But listen, hunting is legal. This kind of hunting. Is legal in this specific area. He shouldn't be reprimanded in any way, shape, or form. And if he is an avid hunter, he probably does it uh, out of pure respect for the animals as well. So I, I don't think in any way he should be uh, reprimanded, suspended, right. or anything to that 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 effect. All right, Dan, I'll give you a go here, but I just I just trophy hunting. I don't think there's any respect in it. I don't get it. No. It's legal, and yeah. uh, therefore I don't think he should be sanctioned. But it's it, to me, it's disgusting. Uh, I'm with you on I'm with you on this, Rick. I I think uh, I, don't, I, I I'm assuming there's no sort of uh, trophy hunting clause in his contract with the NHL, so, uh, no, it's not really any of their business. How do you spell business. clause? Ne- never mind. Oh! oh. <laughs> Just asking! <laughs> and, uh, no, it, but yes, I, 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 do, I don't think the NHL should discipline him, but I think it is our right to mock him uh, for the weird barbarian that he is. Oh, you, you, got a, you, you shot a defenseless animal in the woods, and now you're you know, you're putting them up on your wall as a sign of your your prowess. Congratulations! I mean, anyone could shoot a bear in the woods without consequences. They have well, a kind of, not, do you think you, do you think you could do it, Dan? 
To shoot, to shoot a bear? Yeah, do you think it's that with, easy? With a, bit of, with a bit of training, yes, I think I could. I was going to say the grizzly can be problematic. We have uh, we have raccoons here out there. They have grizzly bears running through the backyard, and they and they kill. But at the same time, the waste uh, that the aboriginals, that the natives are talking about, I think that, that plays into the respect aspect. And why not haul out what you shot and then try, give it to somebody for food? Apparently, bear's good eating, Ryan. Yeah, listen, I, I do wish he had taken the, the, the bear meat and the bones and the whole bit and you, you you're right. I mean, there are villages, there are First Nations communities that live off of you know just off of caribou uh, alone, and you know how their migration patterns affect certain villages and that kind of thing because they live uh, literally off the skin of the caribou. They they use it to make clothing. They live in harmony and respect. With those of course animals. they do, and I, I wish that he had maybe gone the full route by taking all of the bear and saying I'm going to you know use this bear meat or perhaps donate it uh, to a local food bank or something to that effect. Uh, he needs to learn a bit of a lesson, uh, but not a big one. And I don't know what that has to do with him putting a puck in the net. Right. I just don't get people who, who kill things for sport. I just I can't wrap my brain around it. All right. We'll let it, we'll let it go there. And until Give the next time. time, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you. That's Ryan Doyle, Sun News Network contributor. HuffPost uh, every now and then. News Talk 1010 all the time. And Dan Delmar on CJAD and the managing partner, Provocateur Communications. Thank you, Dan. Thanks. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment with what you've had to say. Your opinion on our free-for-all next. Dave Courage, that's a name from election night a year ago, uh, involved in the shooting, of course, of the same bullet that killed his colleague, uh, entered his body. He is still suffering and feels he's been brushed off by the PQ, and I'm going to have a conversation with Dave Courage about uh, what has transpired this past year, what his life has been like, uh, coming up after the news. Uh, What you've had to say about our free-for-all, a texter agreeing with me and what I've said many, many times since this whole kerfuffle with our Quebec values uh, charter has been talked about. The texture says, I hope you guys realize we're playing right into the political game when we're talking about the silly Quebec charter, when we should be talking about the real problem, our economy, our future money, putting food on the table, not a Quebec charter. Please share with our listeners. Thank you. I think we're all pretty much aware of that. And the economy is a total fail uh, when it comes to our leader of a year now, Parlene Marois, and she knows that too. And that reminds me that you can report on her performance review that I have provided on my blog at cjad.com and many of you have commented on and I I will read you one of my favorite comments on my said blog coming up in the next half hour and on the uh, idea of filling out the census means lower taxes Mike texts ha 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 you're listening to the Rick Peterson podcast hear the show live weekdays noon to one on cjad so how is this new database going to work when it comes to uh, daycares? A lot of parents will be interested in uh, what was announced today, and our reporter who was there, Claude Beaulieu, is going to join me this half hour. We'll have a talk about that, and of course, uh, Kevin O'Leary's uh, opinion piece, The Cold Hard Truth on Syria. He's going to roll up his sleeves and jump into that before the half hour is finished. It is 12.36. Dave Courage was shot and injured election night a year ago, as you will recall. He was struck by the same bullet that killed his co-worker, Denny Blanchette. He feels he's been abandoned by the PQ after the shooting. The PQ, after hearing this this week, uh, have announced that they'll take up a collection at one of their gatherings for Dave. He suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of the shooting and has moved away from Montreal with his family, but joins me uh, to have a conversation about this this afternoon. And Dave, I thank you for that. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. You suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. How does that affect your life? Well, it affects my life uh, in a sense. Well, loud noises freak me out. Um, I get nervous really easily. 
certain tones of voices, different looks. I get really uh, wary about people around me. I have a hard time concentrating because I'm always looking out for, I guess, uh, invincible threats, I could call it. Mm-hmm. You're still in pain, too, from your wound. How how long will you be in pain, and, and what have the doctors told you about that? Well, um, the doctors aren't too sure about the damages that have uh, been done, but apparently the nerves take a long time to heal. So my nerves have been disrupted pretty uh, intensely, so... So you've moved away, and uh, why did you move away from Montreal? I wanted to get away from the noise. I wanted to get away from the noise and the, the, the commotion. Montreal is a very hectic place, you know. It's, it's kind of like a little New York. So that's something that, you know, it takes on expenses. It's not easy to pick up and move. You've got, how many kids do you have? Uh, with my girlfriend, we have three kids. I, I have two to my own. So you've got children involved, you've had a move, you've incurred expenses, you're not able to work. What what are you able to get in the line of insurance or the CSST? Well, the CSST, they take care of me uh, for physiotherapy, ergotherapy, psychologists, and uh, they gave me a small amount to uh, live with. What is the small amount? They gave me $48 a day. $48 a day. So obviously you've got some expenses that are piling up, and, and you would like a little help in that. You have said, and by the way, we're talking to Dave Courage, uh, who was wounded on election night, and uh, says that the uh, the PQ, you feel you're getting a bit of a brush off. Why Why do you say that? Well, I'm, I'm not really aware of the things that are going on in the, an internal point of view. So I guess it was just a long time before they could actually um, do something for me. I guess it's all the, the paperwork that's involved. But um, I don't know. I felt as if uh, since the incident happened... Um, I received, yeah, I received help from the CSST, but um, I didn't get any answers from other options that I might have since this is actually uh, a high, um, this, is, this is a very important case, you know, it's actually, a, now it's a, a political attempt, so it's, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's, for, it's very for, much there, so you haven't had any help going through the process at all from the government? Another question I have for you, too, and I don't understand this one, because some of the money raised at the event, Celine Dion, Arcade Fire, we remember shortly after the shooting, this big performance, uh, Denis Blanchette, and, uh, you know, the money was being raised for the family, uh, your colleague that was killed that night, and some of that money was supposed to go to you. A collection was taken at the venue to offer you financial assistance as well. Did you receive any money after that? Yeah, I received a small amount from that uh, beneficiary concert. But um, like I always uh, said before, that concert was mainly for uh, his daughter's security, for Denis Blanchett's daughter's security. Right. But they did make a note of, of doing this, and uh, I, I, was, I couldn't help but wonder if you got any money, and, and you say it was a small amount. Well, compared to the actual amount that was raised, yeah, I got a small amount. I got a percentage. I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, right. the facts. Are you, uh, are you going to the benefit tonight? Uh, I would. It's not nothing personal. It's just uh, I'm not going to be able to. Were you invited? I don't believe that I was, no. So this gathering that will bring together members and activists who participated in the election of the Parti Québécois, this is an event that is organized by the party and the party, and in this context there will be a collection to help Dave Courage, is what uh, we got in the line of an answer when our bureau chief in Quebec City asked about this event tonight. It seems that it was hastily gathered and an afterthought in light of the fact that you've come forward and criticized them. Do you feel that? Um, It might look that way. 
I mean, that's what I originally thought. But like I said, you know, maybe these things were planned in advance, and it just took a long time to uh, bring to light, or even to 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 uh, to happen. And if I can focus, and this might be difficult for you, and forgive me, but I, I just about testifying Richard Bain's trial and what you make of the court appearances so far. Uh, no, it's not difficult. To, I, I um, don't really spend much time anymore thinking about that individual. Um, I. I guess I can say I appreciate that he shares the thoughts that I might need more help than I'm receiving, but um, that only proves to me that he's not crazy, so he's even more liable for what he's done. But um, as of uh, his performance, that's what I'm going to call it, performance in court, uh, no, I just think that uh, he's making a mockery of the justice system, and um, that's not something we should be doing. I mean, that's, it's pretty sad, if you ask me, but that's how it goes, that's how it is, and uh, he, he'll get his day in court. Hopefully it won't be another Turcot. I don't know the circumstances in that case, but all I know is what I hear. So, Well, Dave, I wish you nothing but uh, health and happiness down the road, and that one day you know, you can put this behind you. Uh, I, I know it's been difficult, and it's only been a year, but I thank you very much. I thank you, and if I may, uh, just thank everybody who's supported me through this ordeal, and um, I really appreciate all of the, 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 you know, the positive thoughts and positive words that I've been getting on the emails. It's uh, very helpful, my family, and I really appreciate the help that everyone has uh, put forth. Thanks again, Dave. Thank you. That's Dave Courage, uh, shot and injured election night, uh, struck by the same bullet that killed his co-worker, Denny Blanchette, on how he's been dealing with the past year. Uh, they'll pass the hat, basically, tonight at this PQ event, and others have been stepping forward to help out as well. CJAD time is uh, 1243. Now, a PQ government announcement today when it comes to daycares. Uh, and basically what is going on, as Claude Beaulieu will uh, tell us about, is this one-stop daycare program that the family minister announced this morning amongst a bunch of Munskins, a central database. How, why and what is this that they're talking about, Claude? Well, the why is because it's a, it's the Wild West out there. If you're a parent looking for a spot in a daycare center for one of your children, uh, it's, it's catch as catch can. You have to be, first of all, there is no unified list. Each region has a list. Each uh, municipality may have a list. Individual daycares, some of them even have lists. And that's not bad enough. Even worse is that some daycares don't have a list at all. So the people who are getting in there are getting in there because maybe they know someone, right. uh, but they're, they're certainly not uh, waiting their turn. They're not, they're not queuing up and waiting for their turn. So now we have this, this plan for a unified list. What they're going to do is they're going to spend the next few months grabbing all of these existing lists, pouring them into this central database so that if you've been on the list since 2010, no one from the, who's been on the list since just last year is going to get ahead of you. Okay. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to, if, if your name comes up uh, in two daycares, you can choose the one you want. Uh, you'll have the last say on whether you even want the spot. If you want to wait for another turn because you don't like the daycare your, your kid is being sent to, right. you can do that as well. Uh, and the question came up, and, and, and as I read the literature, in the build-up to this news conference today, the suggestion, I saw the suggestion that perhaps the ministry was going to allow daycares a little wiggle room uh, so that if, for instance, you're an employee of a daycare center and you want to sneak your own kid in there ahead of someone else on the waiting list, well, says the minister, you won't be able to do that anymore. There'll be no favoritism and no jumping queue. And, she says, any daycare that receives any money from the province, whether it's a, a, a CPA, a public daycare center, right. or whether it's a subsidized private center, will have to, 
register for this list. There'll so be not no, just the CPEs? Not just the CPEs. If you're a $7 a day daycare, you have to be on this list. And when the number, your number comes up and the parent on that list says, I want that daycare and that spot is available, you will have to give it to that parent. No questions asked. When do they think they'll be able to implement this? Like, well, they, there's uh, still a few steps to go through. <laughs> First of all, they have to find someone who's going to manage this thing. As you imagine, right. uh, it's going to be a pretty big uh, big thing. Another to, cost to $7 a day. Another cost, but as, as I said, there will be all of these other lists will be eliminated. Okay, It'll be one central list, no exceptions, and uh, they hope to have it everything up and running by next June. So by June 2014, parents whose names already exist on other lists will have their names on this list, and you will be able to register for that new list as well. All right. More information, as Claude has been posting on our website at cjad.com, and more coming up with Claude. CJAD News is less than 15 minutes away. Thank you. And uh, his cold hard truth on, on Syria, his take at least, and I think you'll be interested in that. And uh, as I posted yesterday on my blog... Uh, the year performance review, you know, you can get these things online, the actual things that your employers may slide your way once a year, because after all, the premier works for, uh, well, us. We're the boss, right? And so I filled it out the way I see things, and I've uh, asked in the feedback section below uh, that the rest of the employers or board of directors, us, we, the public citizens of Quebec, would feel. And so I've got some dandy. I have to be honest, a couple in there are disappointing. It's not about the fact that she's a woman. Those make me a bit crazy when I see posts like that. It's not about the fact that she's a woman. Uh, we want to keep the, uh, the conversation, you know, on the issues. As Nancy did when she wrote in her post, Dear Board of Directors, It has come to my attention upon reevaluation that this employee has shown nothing but disrespect to the majority of her employees and employers who are not of pure lane heritage. She has taken advantage of her position while in power to dictate her separatist regime and humiliate ethnic and Anglo employers by belittling their values, religion, language, and culture. This employee does not wish to play fair with her peers and is, in my opinion, a bad influence. I therefore vote to oust this employee by removing her ever-present foot in her mouth, placing it on the floor behind her, and using it to kick her butt out of the office. Yours truly, the boss. <laughs> Keep them coming at cjad.com. Uh, that my one year performance review of Pauline Merois is there for your feedback. Uh, Kevin O'Leary, his thoughts on Syria. And now, the cold hard truth with Kevin O'Leary, brought to you by O'Leary Mortgages. Visit O'LearyMortgages.com. Hi, Kevin O'Leary here. My credibility is on the line. Those are the words of President Obama describing his dilemma when he considers doing a military strike in Syria. As he arrives at the G20 in Russia, this is the overriding debate. And I want to make a point about this. Can any one country afford in today's world to police it? That's the real debate the American people are having. A poll last week showed that 75% of Americans have no interest in escalating in Syria. That's because they're reeling from the cost of the Afghanistan and Iraq wars, over a trillion dollars burden on their economy. Even in war, it's about the money. 
At the end of the day, it's horrific what's happening there. It's a civil war. Children are being gassed, or at least that's the allegation. But it's hard to tell who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And if we do, and when I say we, I'm talking about a coalition, but right now that looks like it's very hard to put together. If there is a strike in Syria, does that not cause more bloodshed? This is one of the most difficult situations the world has faced in decades. And the outcome is measured in many different ways because in the end, it costs money to wage war. And finally, the burden and the cost, and the cost to the future generations of Americans who have to pay for it, are being considered. It's a very difficult situation. But in the end, it's about the money. That's the cold hard truth. Till next time, Kevin O'Leary. The cold hard, hard. truth with Kevin O'Leary. Brought to you by O'Leary Mortgages. Visit O'LearyMortgages.com. By the way, Kevin, all of his uh, cold hard truths can be found on my webpage too, the show page at cjd.com for the Rick Peterson Show, uh, where you can leave comments, agree or disagree with him there. Uh, and by the way, speaking of which, uh, I meant to share with you some of the texts that came in when we were talking to Mr. Courage. Uh, and a texter says, is Mr. Courage an Anglophone? Uh, there's your answer. How would it look if the PQ helped an Anglophone? Well, hopefully that shouldn't matter. They will pass the hat again tonight. Oh, my, says another. This man took a bullet. Uh, awful. He needs to know he is living up to his family name again, which is Courage. God bless. And another pointing out that Dave's English. Do you really think the PQ would help? Well, I hope that should not matter. Uh, I'm sure that there are concerns that it does. They seem to have rushed and thrown this thing together since the criticism uh, that Dave uh, felt that he was being brushed off or at least not helped through the process. And uh, one other on the $7 a day daycare. A texter said, how about wealthy people who currently use the $7 a day daycare? Wonder if this new database will be the end of the line for them. Nope. It's universal. Everybody can be on the list. Uh, That hasn't been announced today. By the way, yesterday during a campaign stop in Brooklyn, as you know, Anthony Weiner wants to be the mayor and a bit of an angry confrontation with a voter at a deli. All right. Be well. Have a sweet year. Thank you. What well, these you guys? You're a real scumbag, Anthony. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. That's a charming guy right there. In front of children, nice. that is charming. Disgusting, you're disgusting. Charming. Disgusting. Yeah, it takes one to know one, jackass. What's up? What's up? What's up? You wait till I walk out to you say anything. That's courage. We'll have a discussion. Come back in here. I'm not afraid of you. You do disgusting things. You have a nerfy oh, yeah. walk around in public. And you're, and you're a and perfect you're person? I'm not you're perfect. my judge? But I you're my judge? I what what have I taught you that? I didn't do what, what you What have I taught you that you're my judge? You're wait, fine. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. stop there. Wait, wait a minute. Don't judge? Does, doesn't he know how an election works? <laughs> Don't the election? Isn't that exactly what you do when you cast a vote? For or not for that person? Oh, my God. Anthony Weiner. Listen to The Rick Peterson Show live weekdays noon to 1 on CJAD 800 and at CJAD.com.